preaching this morning from the book of Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21, beginning in verse 1. It is typical that, of course, the first Sunday of December, we begin to look through the passages of Scripture that have to do with the Christmas season. You'll look at this passage of Scripture and say, poor brother Eric got the wrong holiday, simply because this is the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem the week before his crucifixion on the cross. We call this the beginning of Passion Week. It is the week before something else, Passover. It is Passover week. And of course, you might say, well, what does that have to do with Christmas? It has a lot to do with Christmas, simply because Passover week for the Jewish family was the biggest holiday of the year. It was huge. In fact, every Jewish male that could travel was asked to come to Jerusalem for this big spiritual national holiday of Passover. People from all over the world traveled to Jerusalem for this holiday. Uh, in fact, uh, the, it is said by scholars that the population of Jerusalem would more than triple during the Passover holiday, which is about three or four weeks. They would come early. Jesus was familiar with all of it. Uh, in the book of Luke chapter 2, verse 41, it says that now the family of Jesus, the parents of Jesus, went to Jerusalem every year at Passover. So he was familiar with all of this. He was familiar with going to Jerusalem, and he was familiar with being holiday. Now, the event that we're looking at not just Passover, but specifically Christ's arrival in Jerusalem on this day has a lot to do with Christmas. Not only was it the biggest holiday of the year, we mentioned last year about last week about people traveling on the holidays. We mentioned, of course, the importance of family. In John chapter 12, when John relates this event, he places Jesus specifically starting from Bethany. Now, if you remember last week, we talked about Bethany of being the home of Martha and Mary and Lazarus. That was his home away from home. Because Jesus, of course, at that time had no home. He specifically said he, was, he just had no home. He had no permanent home. This was his home away from home. So quite literally, Jesus was home for the holiday. He had gone to his home away from home. If he was going to be at Jerusalem, he would be about two miles away at Bethany, at the home specifically of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. So the scriptures place him there, and that's where he started out, and that's where he took his ride, and the first, I would say, Christmas parade, even though it was not during the time of the year we celebrated, this had everything to do with who Jesus is and what we celebrate. Matthew chapter 21, verse 1. Would you stand as the scriptures read, please? Now when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethany at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, 
Behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. So they brought the donkey and the colt and laid their clothes on them and set him on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple, overturned the tables of those money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer. You have made it a den of thieves. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. When the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying out in the temple, saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant and said to him, Do you hear what these are saying? Jesus said to them, Yes, and have you never read? Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have perfected praise. And he left and went out of the city to Bethany and lodged there. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. We thank you for this time of the year. And of all times of the year, we know that this is when you remind the whole world of who you are and who Jesus is. Through the holiday season, may we be a witness for the person and the love of Jesus Christ. May we be a light in this dark world to people who need to see the light of Christ. Help us, Father, to hear the joy and the praise and the comfort and the peace of your word this morning and carry it with us wherever we go. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Several things about this event that tied in directly to the Christmas holiday. How is this event like the Christmas holiday. It's a whole different uh, uh, holiday at a whole different time of the year, a whole different event. It's actually at the, toward the end of the, the life of Christ and not at the beginning. How does, how does that all tie in with Christmas? Well, several things we look at. Number one, a key theme among all the events of that day was the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. We start and we see that Jesus gives them some instructions to go and find a a, a, a donkey and the colt would be right beside the donkey and said you bring them to me and it says he, he brought them and, and they brought the donkey and the colt and put their clothes on the donkey and he sat on the clothes and the, the colt had to come with him because of course that it had never been ridden before so we realized that there's, there's how they all tied in you couldn't bring the colt without the, 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 the mother and you couldn't bring the mother, mother without the colt and so he rode on the donkey, and he came into town on the donkey. Now, you might say, well, that's pretty clever. Of course, he had some, some transportation there, but we understand there's an Old Testament prophecy in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, that Matthew said this was fulfilled, which was spoken of the prophet Zechariah. 500 years before, God had prophesied that Jesus, his son, the Messiah, would come riding into town on a donkey. Now, no one would ever expect the Messiah, the chosen Son of God, 
the anointed Messiah of the Jewish people to come riding in the town of the donkey. But Zechariah said that's how it would happen, and that's exactly how it happened. It was a fulfillment of prophecy. This event fulfilled a prophecy from the prophets of old. If you look in the events surrounding the birth of Jesus, just the events around the birth of Jesus, no fewer than nine Old Testament prophecies are fulfilled. No fewer. And that's just of the immediate events around the birth. Not to mention all of the things from then on in his life that would fulfill Scripture. But concerning the birth of Christ, the Christmas time, this is all something that was foretold. The place, the time, the wise men coming, the gifts, all of those things were prophesied. It was verse after verse after verse. Matthew checks them off and said, He's the one. He fulfilled every one of these prophecies. Among the activities of this day were symbols of salvation and joy. You do a little bit of homework and you realize it just simply says in the book of Matthew that they put branches in the way. Now we call this event Palm Sunday because in John chapter 12 verse 13 John is specific and says they didn't just cut down any branch, but among the branches, and he mentions several, they cut down palm branches. And what is, what is the deal with palm branches? You see, palm branches were to be cut down at another holiday, the Festival of the Tabernacles. This is Leviticus chapter 23, verse 40, the Festival of the Tabernacles. He says specifically, you cut down palm branches. You see, the Festival of the Tabernacles had to do with the exodus of the Hebrew children out of Egyptian bondage. And you see, palm branches, because of that association, were symbols of victory and joy. But it gets even better than that. We know that the uh, Jewish people were part of a of a larger culture of the Middle East. And there were several cultures involved in the people surrounding Israel and, of course, the people they associated with. In all of the ancient world, in that part of the world, palm branches symbolized prosperity, joy, and victory, and for the Jewish people, salvation. You see, as we look at Christmas, we have symbols of a lot of different things surrounding the birth of Christ. In this event, one of the main symbols, and nobody missed it, when they picked these palm branches up and waved them and laid them down in front of the, uh, the colt, nobody missed it. It was a definite symbol that salvation had come and that joy had come and that victory had come riding on that donkey. You see... From the very start, the message of the Christmas story has been all about victory and joy and salvation. You remember in Luke chapter 2 when the angel appeared to the shepherds, very familiar part of the Christmas story. In verse 10 of Luke chapter 2, the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to all people, there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. 
don't be afraid. I bring you good tidings of great joy. You know what the uh, Greek word for good tidings is? It's the word from which we get the gospel. And so the angel, quite literally, on the day of Jesus' birth, was saying, I'm bringing you the news of the gospel because there's born a Savior in the city of David, and there'll be great joy to all people. And on that day, they were waving palm branches. Those palm branches were just signifying the story that the, the angels had told 33 years before. The Savior's come, and this is a time of joy. The celebration also emphasized the name of Jesus, specifically the title of the Messiah. In verse 9, it says that they said, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna to the Son of David. The Son of David was the most common title among the Hebrews for the coming Messiah. When they talked about the coming Messiah, for centuries they were talking about the Son of David. And this was because, this was because the Son of David, the Messiah, the coming Savior would be of the lineage of David and will be on the throne of David. This was several Old Testament prophecies. So we realize that the name was what they celebrated as well as the person. They were celebrating the person of Christ, but they were celebrating the name of the Messiah. Hosanna to the son of David. Early on in the Christmas story, Luke chapter 1, verse 31, as the angel had come to Mary, said, you'll call his name Jesus. When the angel came to Matthew, a little bit more detail. Call his name Jesus. He'll save his people from their sins. And then he says, and then will be brought to pass the saying that, of course, is in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. A virgin shall conceive and bear a son. You'll call his name Emmanuel, which is God with us. They celebrated a name. And you see, the Old Testament prophets did not miss that. When the Messiah would come, there would be several names given to the Messiah, all the way back to the book of Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Quite appropriately, we read this a lot around Christmas time. This is another one of those prophecies that was fulfilled literally when Jesus was born, specifically when Jesus was born. And it tells us something about what the Messiah would be when he came to be born. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of peace, of the increase of his government, and peace will be no end. Upon the throne of David over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. His name will be called what? Wonderful, Counselor, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace upon the throne of David. 
All this was being celebrated on that day that Jesus rode into town. They celebrated the name. And then here's another important thing, and we saw this this morning. Verse 14. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. But when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and watch this, and the children crying out in the temple, saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. Children were an important part of the celebration when Jesus rode into town. They were an important part of that celebration. In fact, all these things happened. And what really rattled them was the enemies of Jesus was when the children started to sing. Because when you get children singing praises to Jesus, that will move mountains. That is really something to hear the praises of Jesus being sung by those children. This was a fulfillment of Psalms chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. Jesus said, haven't you read? He, he put it back on him. He said, don't you hear what these are saying? He said, well, haven't you read? And he was quoting the Psalm chapter 8, verse 1. O oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth who has set your glory among the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies. How excellent is your name, and out of the mouth of children and even infants, God will get the praise. You see, the voices of children singing praises has always been a part of God's program. Now, we like to have it around Christmas time, but, you know, God thought of this before we thought of it. It's always been a part of God's program. You might say, well, wait a minute. Where do we see that the kids were singing? Oh, you have to do your homework here. When they said, Hosanna to the son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, they were quoting Psalms 118, verse 26. And you know what the Psalms were? Songs. They were songs, and the children were singing the 118th psalm in the temple. Wow, isn't that something? The walls of the temple ringing with the voices of kids, singing praises to God. I'd say that that's an important part of Christmas after what we heard this morning, don't you think? That's a very important part. Children praising the name of Jesus they celebrated the name. We celebrate the name as we celebrate the person of Christ. And oh, what a name it is. The book of Philippians chapter 2 verse 5, the apostle Paul began to look at what Jesus had done and that Jesus had accomplished on the cross. But he goes all the way back, all the way back to what we celebrate this time of the year. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5, he said, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. He made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. That's what we celebrate at Christmas. But he goes forward. 
And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, became obedient to the point of death, even the death of cross. That's what we celebrate at Easter. They're all tied together. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every name. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, those in heaven, those on the earth, and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We celebrate the name, and what a name it is. And we celebrate it during the Christmas holidays. And as Peter said in his sermon that we'll see in the book of Acts chapter 4, there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. What a name it is. And we celebrate the name. That day, Jesus came riding into town and they celebrated the wonderful name. And they celebrated the wonderful work of the Messiah. And that's what we celebrate. And involved in it all were the voices of the people, including children making the holiday happy. And that's what God wishes for us through the holiday season. No other name given among heaven whereby we must be saved. Do you know that name? Do you know the salvation that comes through Jesus Christ? He came and he lived and he died so that you can have the greatest gift of all. We can share the gift of salvation and eternal home, eternal hope. Do you know that peace that we celebrate during Christmas time and then Easter time. Do you know that? He came so you can have that gift. Whatever you might need to do to make your life right with God today, he came riding in the hound that day, and he's in our house today as we stand and sing that name. <laughs>